Greetings, gentle listener, and welcome to Remote Operations. Remote Operations is a podcast series made during lockdown by the social agency Stoke on Trent's art based support group for autistic and learning disabled adults living in the city and surrounding areas. But you don't have to be from Stoke to listen, it's for everyone. Well, except them in Newcastle on the line. They'd probably be happier with an episode of something partially like the Archers. Only kidding, Doc. Enjoy. Hello, it's me, Jim Hype, your showbiz reporter to the stars. The collection in this episode belongs to Mike Bond. Me and Mike hit it off immediately. Eloquent, easygoing, erudite. In many ways, he reminds me of me. It would therefore be a pleasure to talk to him about his collection. Unfortunately, we lost the recording of this interview, so I reconstructed it using my own canny impersonation of him. There was a Twitter account that covered Doctor Who covers of various different releases. And I think when that was being set up, I thought, what if someone does that for the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? So I... I thought I'll create a Twitter account to get in there first and be the first person to do it. And I said, um, if I do that, will you promote me and get me my first followers? So I set up a Twitter account and started um, putting stuff online. And running a social media account very quickly eats up content. So it very quickly snowballed into looking for basically anything hitchhikers that I could find and so it kept growing and growing into this quite enormous collection that I have now um so it's not just book covers it's the you know the dvds and audiobooks cds various merchandise and at some point I even go into various online archives looking for uh, press clippings from newspapers and things and I got quite a big collection of that as well and um, I just find lots of stuff all the time basically. I came to it surprisingly lighter than you would expect so it was only really in 2017 when I was working in a charity shop in Leek in the British Heart Foundation where I um, I found uh, a Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy DVD so uh, I bought it and it wasn't really a jump in the dark I always knew that I'd like it but it, uh, it was just a case of finding it so yeah I just really like sci-fi comedy or comedy that plays with ideas the big thing the big theme of Douglas Adams's work is to really take an idea and uh, stretch it so, you know, whereas one writer would go a few years into the future, he'd say, what if you go, you know, millions of years into the future or, you know, a world that's on a completely different scale than, than your worlds or just, just ideas that are really um, interesting and sort of stretch your imagination. You know, a lot of ordinary sitcoms would make you laugh about things that you recognise in the world around you. And a lot of sci-fi does that as well, but there's also that surprising aspect of getting there via an unusual route. 
So if it's making some satirical point, you could do that quite easily in the everyday world. But if it's making that point through the lifestyle of a different alien race, that's a more interesting way of doing it. And it's uh, a more surprising, a more unique way of doing it because it would be a race of people entirely created by the writer. I've put an awful lot of time in, into this collection to the extent where I'd be scrolling the internet for hours on end just to find the right back cover of a book where the barcode is slightly different from a different edition and I don't think a non-autistic person would go to those sort of lengths. So all that effort would go to waste, I think. But on, on a wider point, those kind of stories... I just connect with them so much easier. So without those, it, it'd be harder to get into books. I guess not impossible, but I wouldn't read them with such ease. It would be, be like, you know, communicating with somebody you didn't know, really. I mean, it's, it's, if, if it's a genre that you like, that's a sort of, you connect with it in easier and, inst- and instantly like it's a friend you know whereas uh, perhaps other things where you're not particularly a fan of those tropes of the story you feel more distant from it you know we all have different things that we identify with I think autistic people are certainly known for collections I know that I've looked in textbooks on autism where there are sections where it outlines that this is a specific trait of autistic people and I think it goes along the line of there being order and you know you can you can't impose order in other areas of your life but you can in this uh, particular arena I'm not entirely sure why that is it's just something that's been observed from the outside really um by people who study autism. It is a very comforting thing to an autistic person to have have their special interest. It is a sort of obsessive thing, the bit in your brain that uh, prioritises things. doesn't signal you to go on and do some of the things that are getting ignored. It tells you to carry on and get to the, the bottom of this bit of research you're doing. Um, and that can carry on for sometimes um, a worrying number of hours I really am attracted to these Doctor Who and Hitchhikers for the ideas in them and um, the ideas that really make you think or ideas that are uh, that are really out there and um, unique and you wouldn't get in, in other genres because some genres overlap and you'd find one idea in another but uh, sci-fi seems to be the most me one of the most unique genres because it comes up with ideas and it needs is all about ideas that that are sort of pushed to the extreme as far away from other genre as possible sometimes it seems.
it always lends itself to the nerdy side of um, of, of making lists and collecting and collecting lists and organizing and just having a world that you can uh, explore really uh, particularly the the franchises that that, that that go on as long as the the big franchises like Doctor Who or Star Trek or Star Wars they all have uh, a mythology built up to such an extent that you could study a form like a corner of that universe as if you were studying a subject in the real world you know if you wanted to study the history of the Daleks or something it's you know such detail has been built up that it's almost like there are various stories and various blind alleys to go down just like studying a real historical subject and Lord of the Rings fans in particular must have um, must you know really go to town and that sort of thing and the the behind the scenes stuff as well really big um, something I'm really into at the moment is we seem to be living in a golden age of behind the scenes books big chunky coffee table books about what was filmed on what day and what production troubles they had back in the 90s you'd, you'd get a making of book and it'd be quite thin and flimsy but there really are a lot of really knowledgeable people about making these books nowadays um that i'm really interested in so it's really interesting to read about these uh these things that you know they just went out at the time just as an ephemeral thing but now they've been now you can um learn about it in a lot more detail in you know really forensic detail almost hello listeners it's me apathetic reporter branson boredom bringing apathy to every situation well Let's take a listen to what's coming to your streaming platforms and socially distanced cinemas. Or we could listen to the sound of paint drying. Oh. Okay. Here we go with famous actors in the wrong film. Roll sound, please, team. This summer, Hitman Vince Vega finds out his partners had a makeover. And I must strike down upon thee a great vengeance and furious anger those who would attempt to poison and destroy my brothers. Cut! Wow, Judy, that's amazing! Is that alright, Quentin, love? Now when's lunch being served? I'll just pop back to the trailer for a snooze. Car for Miss Dench! Now, mother Judy Dench is Jules Winfield in Pulp Fiction, coming to a socially distant cinema near you soon. This time, it's Shakespearean. Well, that trailer just has me giddy. With excitement. Speaking of giddy with excitement, here is my colleague, Erwin Irony. We sent him an advanced copy of the film, and he is going to review it for you. Yeah, so, Branson, 
I was going to watch the film you sent, but then this crazy show came on where a guy sat behind a desk and talked about all the things that had happened that day. Like, in politics and stuff, but then in sport and entertainment. And he seemed to be saying he would do the same thing again the next day. But here's the really weird bit. At exactly the same time! Oh, and that's the news. Yeah! That's what they call it! News! Oh, dear. Well, see you next time, folks. Greetings, dear listener. This is the voice of Professor Simon Schnitzel. Once again, let us delve deep into the mind of a member of the social agency to discover their hopes, their onions, ambitions! I said ambitions! Let's hear this week's imagined biography. Then I will analyze the subject while you take notes. So, without further ado, I present to you, gentle listener, Carl Poynton. Carl Poynton is a British actor, musician, mechanic, garage owner, rally driver and musical arranger. Carl was born in Fenton in 1989. He displayed a passionate interest in cars from an early age and started an apprenticeship as a mechanic in 2005. He quickly became head mechanic then head of sales before taking ownership of the garage in 2011 and opening a string of other luxury car showrooms all over the UK. Carl is a keen rally driver and has participated in many of the world's most high profile events. Carl is an accomplished pianist and much sought after as an accompanist. After starting lessons aged 14, he toured with the Norwegian band Aha. This led to work touring and recording with some of the biggest names in popular music, including Adele and Sam Smith. He was just amazing. Carl is perhaps best known globally as the 10th actor to play the iconic spy James Bond, taking over from Daniel Craig. Carl also did the musical arrangement for the theme to the Bond film Skyfall, sang by his frequent collaborator Adele. Let the sky fall when it crumbles. We will stand tall, face it all together. Carl lives in the Costa del Sol, Spain. His residence is a converted castle with a separate annex of garages for his classic car collection. In the grounds is a fully functional pub, a regular home for many of the colourful characters from London's underworld who have sought refuge in the sun. Give me the keys! Hmm. 
very interesting, revealing, poignant even. My analysis is... Excuse me, gentle listener. I must get the door. Hello, little fella. Tesco delivery. Is your mum around? Yes. She's in the kitchen. Mum! Shopping delivery! Little fella. Patronising fool. I'll show them. I'll show them all. Well, dear listener, I'm afraid the analysis of this week's imagined biography will have to wait. So stay safe. Keep it onion. And I'll see you in your dreams. You have been listening to Remote Operations, created and performed by the Social Agency. Appearing in today's podcast, we had Roger Fitzherbert, Mike Bond, Robbie Nichols, Adam Poole, Carl Poynton, Richard Smith, Toby White, Saul Hewish, and Rebecca Pan. Remote Operation was produced by Saul Hewish and Ed Gorne. Original music was written and performed by Toby White with Cole Poynton. Emily Andrews was our social media executive and the artwork was by Robert Millward. We have also had other support from B-Arts. Recording was under lockdown restrictions. Remote operation was made possible with funding from Arts Council England and the National Emergency Trust, which was administered by the Community Foundation for Staffordshire. The social agency is a product of Rideout.